You're listening to Living Free, your podcast for a life full of freedom and magic. I'm your host, Tanja Hirsch, and I hope that every time you listen, you feel a little bit more inspired to follow your intuition and to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back to the Living Free Podcast. I'm so grateful you're listening and you're tuning into this very special intimate episode and maybe you've felt the same the last few weeks. Um, I always like to blame it on, on the stars and the moon if <laughs> I feel weird and out of balance. But we had a Mercury in retrograde, which is always a funny time that mixes things up. And we've also had a huge storm and two weeks of non-stop rain here. And I really feel impacted by the weather a lot. I've always been, especially wind, because in Ayurveda I have a lot of water energy. And if it's very windy, it feels like <laughs> my inner world gets very windy as well. And so I haven't been feeling like myself these last two weeks. And I haven't been feeling grounded and connected. And I couldn't really do my morning practices as I'm normally able to do them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Normally I would have recorded this episode way before, but because I haven't been feeling myself, I postponed it to last minute, so here we go. Um, and today I'm gonna dive into the topic of sec sacred sexuality and why I didn't have sex for 22 months before I met my partner. And it's a very juicy episode. I'm also gonna answer three of your questions that you sent me on Instagram about this episode. And yeah, I can't wait for you to listen to all the juicy details. And before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that on Wednesday, the 2nd of February 2022, Living Free the Journey starts and it's my three months program to release everything that has been holding you back from creating a life beyond your wildest dreams and it's a very powerful transformative online program where we where we meet once a week for two hours and I guide you along the way so you can remove all the obstacles, you can walk through your fears and doubts to really stay committed to your path because if you choose to follow your heart your soul's calling i promise you it's never the easy comfortable way <laughs> but it's a hundred percent the most fulfilling and the most alive journey you can gift yourself with and i really feel the calling to help you on this journey and to guide you along the way because I know how tough it can be and how many times I wanted to give up and to think that's not for me if it's hard like this I'm gonna quit and I, I think I couldn't have done this without my mentors and coaches and sisters by my side that's why I really put all my love, all my experience, all my tools into this program so you will feel empowered to take action towards your dream, to take the leap of faith. But I think I talked enough about it. If you want to join, um, make sure to apply before Wednesday so you're in the container, the doors will close on Wednesday and 
I have two other amazing announcements. Uh, the second one is I am going to birth a pleasure Sunday. It's one Sunday a month where we dive into all the juicy feminine practices. I will involve a lot of tantric practices in it as well. If you follow me on my newsletter or on Instagram, I just dive a little bit into it now. Why I'm sharing more about Tantra. So I've been practicing this sacred, the sacred healing arts of Tantra for many, many years, but it's always been something that I just did for myself. I didn't feel safe to share about it because, you know, I have my family following me on social media. I have former students, like 18 years old, that follow me on social media. And I didn't really feel safe. Also colleagues, you know, when I was a school teacher, are still following me. And for some reason, I always hide that part. And some people already knew in my retreats. I shared a little bit about it. But um, yeah, when I was walking in the forest with one of my sisters just recently, I we dove into the river and we did a cleansing ritual where we really washed away our ego attachments and when I washed washed it away I suddenly felt a strong impulse to share more about the tantric arts and that's when I said okay I'm gonna release all the resistance and all the yeah all the fear and doubts why I shouldn't share about it and I'm gonna share these powerful tools that have really up-leveled and shifted and changed and transformed my life to the maximum. I'm gonna dive a little bit into it today, but I'm gonna also um, record an episode just about the different kinds of orgasms and the tantric practices. So stay tuned on this podcast. It's going in a juicy direction this year. And the first Pleasure Sunday is on Sunday, the 13th of February. So the Sunday before Valentine's Day. And I chose this date for a reason. It's a goddess temple night because in the Living Free Sister community this month, we have the topic embody your inner goddess. And the temple night is going to be very intimate. It's a very small circle of women. If you're in the Living Free Sister community, it's free. If you're just joining for the Pleasure Temple Night, for the Pleasure Sunday, it's 55 euros for the early bird price. Make sure to sign up before the early bird price ends on the 10th if you want to join. And I've participated on these Temple Nights in Bali where we met um, in person and we had yoni egg initiations and breast massages and feminine embodiment practices and my mind wanted to think this is crazy and like oh my god we're gonna get naked and put yoni eggs in our yonis <laughs> but really what this experience was so so pure so raw so healing to see all these women in a circle connected to their pleasure it felt like we talked about it after and we all said the same it felt like a sacred circle of 
Egypt women or something like that. It felt like we've done this before and that's why yeah it's so empowering to to be in a circle and to talk so openly about pleasure and to really embody these the sacred energy within us and it really cracked open another layer of freedom of liberation of what's possible when it comes to pleasure and to expressing pleasure and in this first Pleasure Sunday on the 13th um, I will guide you through a tantric breathwork session that activates your bliss body so you're already really open and we drop from the thinking mind into the body so after this breathwork session you're already really present in your own body and then I will guide you through a sensual dance practice where we open our senses and come, become really present in the body you're gonna need roses i'm not gonna tell you what we need them for but you will need fresh roses at least one and we close the session with a heart opening breast massage and this is really a practice that has changed the relationship with my breasts a lot because i used to judge them i used to only like them in certain light and position or when it's cold but now i'm like Oh my god how could I do this it's such a sacred part of my body and a temple of pleasure if we allow it to be and we drop the judgment and the breast massage is really for me the most powerful tool that can crack open a lot of layers of shame of guilt of judgment and really free yourself in the way you move in your body the way you feel in your body And it doesn't matter if you're single or in a relationship, this Pleasure Sunday is for everyone because I think even if you are in a relationship, it's really important to have a relationship with your own pleasure and your own body and to not give the sacred cradle, I don't know the English word, <laughs> like the power away to your man and your lover. So you still are empowered in your own body, you know what feels good, you know how to touch yourself, you know how you want to be touched. Because if you don't know how to touch yourself, how can a partner give you the pleasure you desire? So we're gonna play with touch, with sensuality, with breath, with movement, with oil. <laughs> And I can't wait to guide you through this journey. It's gonna be between one and a half and two hours. It depends if we share a lot after or not. And yep, yeah, I will link it in the show notes. Sign up if you feel drawn to it. Just stay open and look if this is for you. You don't have to switch your camera on. It's gonna be at 8 p.m. on the 13th of February, live from Morea to your living room or your bedroom. You can do the, almost the whole practice in your bed actually okay and one last thing before i dive into the episode i oh my god i'm so excited for this <laughs> i just booked two amazing beautiful villas here in moorea my little dreamy island and it's really ooh, two different kinds of retreats the first one is going to be from the 11th to the 17th of July. You can already mark this date in your head. 
And this is gonna be a very deep healing journey with women. So it's all about feminine magic. I will share more details about it very soon. And the second retreat from this 22nd to the 28th is a adventure retreat. So this is all about activities. We're gonna swim and snorkel next to gigantic whales. We're gonna snorkel with sharks and rays. We're gonna paddle to the little islands here. We're gonna... Yeah, I don't want to tell you everything already, but I'm super excited for this. If you know me, hosting retreats is the most favorite thing for me. Nothing fills my heart more than having a group for a, a week or even more to dive really deep to see the transformation in front of my eyes and to see the connection and the healing and uh, yeah. So I'm super, super excited. If you want to be on the waitlist, make sure you're in my um, newsletter because normally my retreat spots sell out pretty quickly. So if it has been a dream for you to visit French Polynesia, my little dreamy paradise island, maybe this spot is for you. I just had a dream tonight and I'm dreaming very vivid these days or since I arrived here and I, I dreamt that the mountain that looks like a goddess, maybe you've seen it on my stories or you google um, mountains Moorea and then you find a mountain that looks like a praying goddess that looks up to the sky and you can even see the nose hall, it looks like a pierced mountain and it, every time I see her I have to smile and I feel really connected to this mountain and I could feel the energy of the goddess of this mountain and I know it sounds crazy but I'm just telling you what I dreamed today and I woke up and it was really present. I could almost feel the presence of this goddess and she told me that especially the healing retreat will attract the souls that need it the most. Like she's calling these women in so if you feel the pull <laughs> I know I'm working with her. Um, let me know. You can also send me a message to make sure you're really, you really get a spot. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to welcome you here to show you all my favorite spots and to show you this, for me, heaven on earth. And yeah, that was it, what I wanted to share and now I'm gonna dive into the topic why I didn't have sex for 22 months. I know this sounds crazy for some of you. For me actually it isn't because I've always been like that. I'm gonna explain to you why I didn't have sex and yeah how my relationship with sacred sexuality has been like. And if you know me and maybe you've known me for many many years I've always been a very sensual um, how can I say that a very sensual woman with a lot of creativity and sexual energy so my second chakra my sacred chakra has always been very active and I always felt safe to express these sides when I was little like I was creative all the time and when I, when puberty hit I also felt very 
me when I was around, especially men, I could just be sensual without having an intention, but I just, it was my natural state to be sensual, to be, yeah, feminine. I was really rooted in my feminine essence. And when you know my story, the reason why I'm so passionate about connecting women back to their femininity is because in puberty, I've lost that part of myself. So in the town I grew up, women would talk behind my back um, that I'm cheap, that I would sleep with all these guys that I'm talking to and that I'm a whore and blah, blah, blah. Look, all this bullshit. One woman even hit me, even though I didn't do shit. <laughs> so I established this picture that it wasn't safe to trust women. When I would enter a room, they would look at me really mean and I could feel they they're judging me they are talking bad they are having a really bad picture so I kind of hit hide it oh my English is really bad today hide hit <laughs> you know what I mean I was hiding this part of me that was freely expressed that was sensual that was sexual that was just in my element to be able to be liked by women because if you as you know, or as you might know, to be accepted by the tribe has been existential in our past. When we were living in tribes, if we got abandoned, that would mean we would die. And this fear is still rooted so deep in our DNA. That's why it's such a core need that we want to be liked by everyone. And that's the number one killer why we're so unhappy because we cannot be liked by everyone and that's a good thing. <laughs> but back then I didn't really see the points and I just didn't understand why these women would think I would sleep with these men because I didn't. Like I was very picky on who I would be intimate with and I would maybe flirt it's just me and my expression that I laugh and that I yeah that I say nice things to women too and that's just who I am and after puberty I yeah I was hiding this part and I tried to dim my light let's say it like that and I really always wanted to be liked by women and it's a lot connected to my mother wound my fear of abandonment my feeling of being a burden and a lot of my core wounds come from the relationship with my mom that I've worked a lot of a lot with um, in the past and I could really see a shift but not only the relationship with my mom was the problem but because I had all these experiences that it wasn't safe to trust women. I always had a few very close female friends and they knew me and they know, knew <laughs> I wasn't dangerous. I was just being me and I was very picky with men. Um, I, I created a lot of sisterhood wounds. I, I thought it's not safe to trust women. If I saw a liberated woman, I kind of enjoyed it because it remembered me of who I was deep inside but at the same time I felt kind of jealous that I didn't allow myself to express myself anymore and I thought I lost it and it's gone forever until yeah it showed up in my relationships too so I'm telling you this because it's all connected to why I didn't have sex in 22 months. This is just a hook, but actually it's way deeper than that. So 
I had my first partner when I was 16 and we stayed together for two and a half years when we broke up. So this was my first sexual experience and we experimented a lot and we had actually great sex for that age. And when we broke up, I went to Australia for a year. And if you've been to Australia, especially like 10 years ago, <laughs> you could literally, if you're a backpacker and you're good looking, you could really have sex every single night if you wanted to. But because I always had this connection of the four layers I'm working with now in my business, like the heart, the mind, the body and the soul, they've always been so connected that if one of these layers didn't check the box, like if there was an attractive man and very physically magnetizing me, if he opened his mouth and I didn't like the words that came out, I didn't like the aura around him, if there was no emotional connection, and it doesn't mean we have to be in love, but if there's no connection on a heart and a soul level, I could literally not open up. <laughs> I would kiss sometimes, but I would never be intimate with them. And so this whole year of traveling in Australia, and no one could understand this, I didn't sleep with a single person. And... I was traveling with um, some women for a few months and they were more open to one-night stands. So they, they said, you have to do it, come on, you've been traveling for a year now and you didn't have sex once, you really need to have sex now. So I went back home to Munich and I had a one-night stand with a guy that I met before I went to Australia and I really forced myself to do it because I didn't feel like it, but I did it and... It was horrible. <laughs> like I, I faked an orgasm so we could stop it. And I stayed abstinent for another one and a half years. And sometimes I'm honest, like I'm, I have a lot of sexual energy and I had the desire to have sex. But even if I tried, my body would shut down. For example, one time I... I was making out with a guy, we kissed and he wanted to get down on me. <laughs> I'm getting really intimate today. And because my mind was not relaxed, like something inside wasn't trusting him, I've had the feeling, my intuition was telling me he's not honest or something. But I thought, come on, just get over it. Just, you didn't have sex in one and a half years, just do it finally. And when he kissed my belly to go down, I started to get these, it felt like wasps or mosquito bites on my neck and they got really big and red and I had to itch my neck and he couldn't even make his way down because I was just itching and feeling uncomfortable and she shut down, like my yoni shut down and we couldn't do anything and he couldn't understand and I kind of knew what was going on but yeah, after these years I, I realized I'm so connected to these layers which is a good thing I think it prevented me from sleeping with many many wrong guys <laughs> let's say it like that but on the same hand um, yeah sometimes I wish I wasn't like that because I always felt different I felt like why can I not just have sex like everyone else but uh, the more I dive into this topic and the more I dive into the sacred art of Tantra and healing and everything connected and working with women one-on-one, -on -one, I haven't met a single woman 
that said she felt great after a one-night stand. Like there's maybe one or two, but if you look, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you look back on your one-night stands, most of the time women just do it to get validation um, or other yeah, needs met that they can't met, meet themselves. But it never feels good. Normally you leave the house, it feels you have to walk of shame, it feels weird. You don't really know this person, but you've been intimate with them. And sometimes you never hear them from them again. And you feel like, I think men are better at just keeping it physical. But we are so connected normally to our wombs that I think actually to, to be really honest with you, and I've, I'm having a lot of conversations about this topic recently. I truly believe in our nature, we are all like that. We all, and that's also what the tantric tradition teaches, the way to our yoni to open up is through our heart. And if there's no heart-to-heart -heart connection, the yoni has a hard time to open up. Yoni is the Sanskrit word for vagina. I only say yoni because it's, honors what it is it's a whole mystical thing that can create life so I think vagina is not the appropriate word for it and I think every woman should honor the yoni <laughs> we should be in awe of this sacred temple that can create life and if we allow a lingam like a penis or anything else inside if she's not open and ready and we are only open to receive if our lips get swollen and there's a really yeah like a blood circulation flowing we shut down and we store a lot of trauma in the yoni in our muscles in our wands that can cause health issues and if you've slept with a lot of men in the past you might still have trauma in your yoni and that's why the sacred yoni egg and crystal wand self-pleasure practice is so 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 powerful to release and clear and cleanse these blockages these traumas these foreign energies because your sexual energy is the most sacred energy in the world the most powerful energy in the world and if you sleep with someone if you're aware aware of it of, or not you exchange a lot of energy like a lot a lot <laughs> if you would be aware of how much energy you absorb from a man especially we as women because we we are the ones being receptive in sex just physically but also emotionally and on all the levels you would be very picky on who you let into your field because you're not having sex only on a physical level. You exchange all traumas, you exchange the mood, you exchange thoughts, feelings. It all merges with your partner's energy. So that's the reason why sometimes we feel depleted or angry or sad or <laughs> whatever. And we don't know why, because it's not our emotion, it's the emotion of our partner. And if you don't have an energy clearing ritual after it, it can be the case that you carry a lot of foreign energy in your body, especially if this guy sleeps with a lot of women as well. So he carries already so much foreign energy and then you exchange this energy with him. 
that it's very hard to stay in your own energy. And that's another reason why I stayed abstinent for 22 months. Because, first of all, I didn't meet a guy that matched my standards. Like, I knew how I wanted to be treated. I knew how I wanted to feel. I knew the kind of attraction I need to open up. And if it wasn't the case, I didn't do it. I was very true to myself in this time. I have to admit I'm very proud that I didn't give in the desires and yeah, the lust and the, the primal instincts that just wants to have sex to get over it, <laughs> to have an orgasm and move on. Because I was very aware of it and I was on a mission. I was really growing roots and the tree of my, my vision was already growing and I knew if I sleep with just random people on this journey... I will give away so much of my sacred energy that I need desperately for this path. That it will take forever or it might even not happen. And in the past, it doesn't even have to be physically, but I, get, I used to get attached to men so easily and give away so much of my energy to these men, that especially unavoidable, emotional, unavoidable men, that sometimes it would just kick me out of my flow and maybe you know this as well it's like you're in flow life is amazing and then you meet a man and everything is amazing and in flow and you feel alive and it's such a special time with him and then suddenly he ghosts you and this happened countless times to me I'm not kidding I stopped counting on how many times I got ghosted and I needed to heal a lot of wounds I went on this crazy healing journey <laughs> I had no idea what I signed up for. There were many moments of the dark night of the soul, of rebirths, of shedding, of losing my ego, my identity, my who I thought I was, was dying in this process. And I was able to dive so deep because I was really connected to my energy and not to all the energies around me. And this, I admit, was sometimes a lonely journey. <laughs> sometimes I wish I would just have someone on my side to lean on to because yeah it's been tough a lot but it's exactly what I needed to get here and I I had a reading once because I was even doubting if I was still attracted attractive to men because they wouldn't really look at me or ghost me and I was doubting my worth after a while <laughs> especially after my last relationship with a narcissist four and a half years ago. But that's a whole nother story. And I really feel the calling to dive into this because I feel like many women are in a narcissistic relationship, which is basically emotionally abuse, emotional abuse. And they don't even know it. And they are being manipulated and gaslighted and all the things without even knowing. And they're doubting themselves. And I've been there and it's felt like shit I didn't know who I was when I went out of it and I really feel like I I have to share about this more in the future but anyways I drifted off um yeah so I felt like maybe I I'm not attractive to men anymore or something is going on I knew I was good looking I knew I had like a purpose I knew I was connected to my femininity I was 
I didn't know what it was, but I was just like, why am I not attracting any men? And I, I had a reading with a medium, like a psychic woman, and she said my guides wouldn't allow me to date anyone who is a distraction on my path because I really needed to go to Moria. <laughs> I know for some it this might be, it might sound too woo-woo, but it really made sense. And the moment I stepped the first foot on Moria, I'm not kidding, before in Munich and everywhere I traveled, even in Bali, Bali was extreme. Like I talked about this before, but I think it was also because I really needed this feminine connection and yeah, other story. But um, I felt like guys are need, not even looking at me, but as soon as I stepped one foot on this island, I felt like a magnet. I saw all these guys looking at me and talking to me and I felt like something has really shifted. And I think, yeah, actually I don't know what it was, but um, I was attracting men suddenly out of nowhere. I would just be a magnet for, for men. And I think it was because I was finally in alignment again. In Munich, I never felt in alignment my life felt hard I even though I had already quit my job and created my dream life I felt like I'm not in the right place and it felt like this got me out of alignment and as soon as I arrived here everything felt different it felt like I really stepped into my purpose and when you step into alignment all the other things that you always struggled with naturally fall into place and yeah, so I've been single for four and a half years. I didn't have sex in 22 months, which is really a long time for a sexual person. <laughs> but I really dived into my own sensuality and my own sexuality with myself and my self-pleasure practice. And maybe you know Kim Animani, Ami, Animani, I think is her name. She's like the goddess of um, yoni weightlifting and all the things related to sex and relationships and love and she says you can be a well-fucked woman with or without a man and you can feel if a woman has this radiant glow it means she's well-fucked but it doesn't mean she's in a relationship and when I heard that I was like damn I think I lost that glow so my self-pleasure practice back then looked like just getting over it just because I needed an orgasm I would use a vibrator and in five minutes it was gone and pretended nothing ever happened and it shifted when I dived into this topic of tantra and sensuality and femininity and really honored my body and touched myself the way I desired so much to be touched because physical touch is my first love language and I think the love language we crave the most is always the one we didn't receive as a child so for me I didn't get a lot of physical attention and warmth and just physical touch basically that I was always craving so much of that in my relationships and even with friends I, I just love hugging and being very physical and touching people especially babies <laughs> but um I always thought that's something I needed from the outside and when I started to really play and explore my body the way I wanted to be touched in Tantra we can explore different kinds of 
touch with different objects like flowers, the featherlight touch with your fingertips, different sensations. And I promise you, the less you touch, like the, the softer the touch, the more intense it will feel, the more pleasure you will feel. And this slowing down, not forcing an orgasm, but to make this journey about just receiving pleasure and to open my body up before I let anything inside really changed the whole game. And I became sensual and well-fucked before I met my partner. And I think that's the key to to have this sex life we all crave, to have a healthy relationship with your own sexuality and not to depend on what your partner gives you to, to make him responsible for your orgasm. Because when, imagine he's gone for a few weeks, what happens? Like, will you wait until he comes back? No, just explore your own body and make sure you can give yourself what you're desiring from the outside. Because if you know how it feels good to be touched, you can tell your partner how to ple pleasure you. And also it empowers you if you know you're connected to your pussy <laughs> you're connected to your yoni and yeah that's what I want to inspire you to go on this pleasure journey and the pleasure Sunday the goddess temple is exactly a safe space to explore that I will guide you through a really gentle pleasure practice where you can just look what feels good in your body to explore because sometimes We don't create space for that in our everyday lives. That's why one Sunday in the month, I invite you to make it a priority. <laughs> And I feel like there's going to come more episodes on that topic, but I want to leave it on that. So just become aware that you should be very picky on who you let into your energetic field, sexually, but also mentally and emotionally be really honest if it's healthy for your health <laughs> who you're sleeping with or if it's just because you need validation or yeah you you look for something on the outside that you can't give yourself and um, now I'm gonna dive quickly into your three questions so the first question was what is your favorite tantric breathwork so Actually, I have two. One of them is not really a tantric breathwork. That's the most common one I also teach in my live sessions. That's the conscious connected breath. That really got me into these crazy spiritual <laughs> states. They were actually, to be honest, I had more mind-blowing experiences during breathwork than with ayahuasca, San Pedro, mushrooms. Like breathwork is you can get high from your own breath. And I felt like the universe is inside me. My body's dissolving. I felt like I'm the universe. <laughs> I've had these blissful moments of just being pure light that was beyond every single orgasm I ever had. And I've had energetic full body orgasms without touch and all these other kinds of orgasms I will be diving into in the future. But the conscious connected breath is a really powerful tool and the goddess breath um, from Sahara Rose. She kind of made her own thing and I'm loving it. It's um, 
you breathe, you, you're sitting and you're circling your upper body. And when you open your chest, you breathe in through your nose. And as you round your upper spine, you breathe out through your mouth and make a sound. So it's like... And you can do this in the morning to really activate your bliss body and you will feel more orgasmic, more sensual throughout your day. So I do this very often in the morning. Second question, what is the one thing that cannot be absent when you self-pleasure? So when I do the whole thing, I would take a bubble bath with rose petals, I would heat up oil with essential oils, I would lit up candles and crystals and really prepare the space, put on music. But for me, what cannot be missed is the breast massage. Like my yoni opens up when my breasts are being massaged, no matter by me or by my partner. That's like the secret button to my yoni. And I think for every woman, but I wasn't aware of it for a long time because I was judging them too much. <laughs> but the sacred practice is really, really powerful. So for me, the one thing is the breast massage and with oil, I would say, oil and breast massage. And if you want to explore that, join the Pleasure Sunday. And the one last question that I loved, because I've been there too, is I struggle with feeling sensually seen by my partner sometimes. How do I bring back the juicy energy? And I've been there with my ex-ex-partner. Like we had this very intimate relationship on an emotional and mental level. And sometimes it felt like we are twins or something. We were really, really close. And at the same time, we didn't have sex anymore. <laughs> and I was wondering why that was. And I think the main problem, what I see with my clients and friends and family and all the people in the world is that if there's no... Like, I think sex is a mirror for the relationship. And if there's no sex, there's something off. And most of the time, it's polarity what's missing. So if you're struggling with this, look at the relationship dynamics. Which role are you playing in your relationship? For example, for me, I totally took over the role of the mom. <laughs> Very unsexy. No one wants to be in bed with her mom, his mom. So he felt like a, my son probably. I felt like his mom and the weird thing was I didn't want to be his mom I didn't want to do all the things like his mom did but for some reason we got into this dynamic where I felt like I couldn't trust him doing things and he kind of probably felt like I cut his balls off <laughs> so I always complain oh he's not manly enough he should step more into his leader and his king energy and he should go into the forest and do a survival camp to connect to his primal masculine energy and I was blaming it on him but because I was single for so long and I reflected a lot and I was very honest with myself I realized I didn't allow him to step into the king because I was so much into, in my masculine energy. I would control things. I would take everything on my shoulder. I would organize things. Like I would do all the things because I was afraid if I put it in his hands, it wouldn't be done. So I lost 
trust in him. And that's why he was like, okay, if you don't trust me, then just do it all on your own. But it was really when I stepped into my feminine energy that I allow my man now in my life to be in his king energy, like to be very masculine because I trust, I surrender, I'm sensual, I'm feminine. And I really see that in many, many relationships that we complain we are in this masculine role and we have so much pressure and so much we have to do all the time. But I also feel we... We are so used to this role that it's hard for us to release any control. And it's really up to us. And feminine embodiment practices are the key to feel more feminine and to really create this natural polarity. Like, of course, we are strong women. We can do everything on our own. But do we want to? I don't want to. No, <laughs> I really don't want to. I am happy to receive. I am happy if I can give a man a task and he does it if I can put weight off my shoulder I I'm opening up <laughs> like my yoni opens up there's so much polarity if you allow your man to be a man and if you allow yourself to be a woman and to connect to your sensual to your sensuality and I promise you if you feel sensual within yourself your partner will feel attracted to you so much more and he will appreciate you he will worship you he will make you feel like the goddess that you are but first you have to connect to your inner goddess so if you don't feel like a goddess you can't radiate that and you can't like show people how you, you want to be treated so you can't put on a crown and pretend to be a queen if you don't accept all that you are and if you haven't explored your sensual body so it's nothing we can put outside of ourselves like I don't feel sensually seen by my partner don't give it into his hands but connect to your own sensuality to your pleasure to your sacred relationship with your body with your sensuality your sexuality explore on your own and see how it changes on the outside because you are a magnet when you tap into your femininity it's not even how your body looks how your face looks it's a radiation a magnetism in its essence it's very primal and this shit radiates i'm telling you from experience <laughs> like there's nothing more attractive to a man than a woman tapped into her sensuality and tapped into her sexuality you can have a beard you can have like 30 50 kilos too much on your hips the man wouldn't care because it's a primal connection it's a polarity connection it's an intimate connection like this is beyond words but i promise it has nothing to do with your outer looks of course lingerie nice underwear and dressing nice can heat up the oven but if the base the underneath the subconscious structure of your polarity and your own sexuality isn't there, which is the foundation, then you can wear all the lipsticks and all the nice dresses and high heels, he won't see you. So to answer your question, step back into your feminine radiance. And I'm currently creating a freebie on that, um, like a gift for you. Uh, it's probably going to be out there 
mid of the, of the week, make sure you're in my email list so you can receive it. And it's really dear to my heart that every woman feels like a goddess, like a miracle. And because we are, we can create life, girls. <laughs> so instead of judging your body and yeah, looking for the things that are not the way you want it to be, focus on what a fucking miracle it is to be a woman. Like, it's beyond words. We are really... I'm in awe with the female body. <sighs> I hope this episode was inspiring for you. You took something out. Let me know how it resonates. I know it's very vulnerable, vulnerable to share these things, but I feel it's very important and especially Germany needs it right now. <laughs> so take out of it whatever you can use. I hope it helps. And if you want to be part of the Living Free Sister community, it's a really sacred community of women that share from the heart, that grow, that dance, that laugh together. And I'm so grateful for all these women that show up for their femininity and to step into the woman they were born to be. So there's many options to step into your femininity, to connect back to your true essence, because it's actually natural. And you will realize when you step into it, life feels more easy. Life feels more in flow because in flow because it's our natural state of being, being in our masculine energy, like doing all the time controlling is not our natural state. So if you through these practices you come back into trust into surrender into feeling sensual and this flowy mm, juicy energy you will feel it's so it's so normal it's so natural and you will ask yourself why you didn't do this before because it's so nice <laughs> so I think I talked enough. I will leave it to that. And if you have any questions, any feedback, I'm always happy to hear from you. And otherwise, I connect with you next week.